Welcome everybody to Everything House Music and More. And today's guest is the one and only Mike Effin Love. What's up, Mike? What up, what up, what up, Mojo? How you been, brother? I'm good, brother. Thank you for having me. Hey, man, thank you for being a part of the show, man. So um, I had to get you on, man, because I wanted your perspective from radio and coming to radio to Chicago, man, about house music and more. So um, first thing we're going to say, how did you locate to Chicago on radio, man? I am originally from Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Okay. and Born and I, raised, right? Born and raised, yeah. Wow. Which is 90 miles from Chicago. feel like we're the biggest, the biggest suburb of Chicago, to right. be honest. Right. I did radio from 85 to 94. Okay. I lost my job, got, got fired from the radio station I was working at in Milwaukee, Hot 102. Right. I, I started out doing mixes, worked my way from mixes to on air, did an overnight shift and and basically, you know, went as high as I could go on the radio there. Uh, I ended up sending the tape to GCI because Jello uh, from Shrewd. Oh, Ron Dev. Yeah, okay. Ron Dev Chowder. Oh, Ron Dev. Okay, he he's uh, part of that history. Huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. He, you know, he he was working records for Shrewd back then, and, right? And coming back and forth from Chicago to Milwaukee and. And he, you know, he kind of put the bug in my ear, like, man, you know, he had known me for a while, known I did radio, so he's like, send a tape to GCI, see see what happens. Nice. Which is something that people didn't, people did back in that day, but, you know, it didn't really get you a job. But right. I got, I, I sent them my tape, I got an interview, I came down, interview with Vic Clemens, who was the Ooh. music director That's at the old time. old school name right there. <laughs> That's old school. Right. Yeah, and... You know, he liked me, hired me, brought me in to do weekends. Or I was doing one one Saturday. I, I did a show called The All Request Party. Okay. And that's how I got into GCI, man. Just sent them a tape. People well, now, would always. Now, was it like an air check or was it a mix? I mean, it was an was air it? check. It okay. was just a regular. So explain shift. a little bit of people what air check is. So, right. You know, this is a new audience, so people don't get it, gotcha. man, especially for radio. All right. So an air check basically is. Uh, a tape of your radio show. It can be your best clips of your show, or it could just be like just a straight show. A lot of times they want you to just give them because you could, it's just like anything. You could edit this up and right. make it real clean Correct. and have your best parts and cut all the little ums and ahs out. Right. Or you could just make sure that you give them the entire show that you did. Right. So I just sent them an air check tape, which is just me on the air nice. doing my Friday night show. And they were looking for a similar host for the Saturday night show, similar energy. You know, it was a little odd for Elroy Smith, who was the program director at the time, because he was like, this guy's from Milwaukee. Like, right. you know, how is he going to work on Chicago radio? Wow. So we, what year was that, Mike? This was 1994. Nice. Okay, so you've yeah. been here for a while. So yeah. coming to Chicago, did you know... About the history of house music? Man, Chicago, Chicago is... Um, the history of house music I'd known from probably like 1984, okay. 85 on. Okay. So once, the, once house music started being pressed on wax and a lot of DJs in Milwaukee were getting their hands on the records, right. like... Some of the early records like uh, Dumb Dumb by Fresh. Right. I remember that was one of the earliest house records I played. I think that came out in 84 or 85. Yeah, that's Jesse Saunders. Yeah, yeah, Jesse had his hands yeah. on a lot of early yeah. records. 
So I was playing. We were playing records like that in our clubs. We we played Jack Tracks, the uh, Time to Jack, okay. and Chippy. Right. Chippy, yeah, yeah. So those records, we we didn't get. Ever, the thing about it is, I knew nothing about the underground or the the things that is, are talked about the most on this show, like Frankie Knuckles and right. Ron Hardy. I I had no idea who they were okay. until well, I knew who Frankie Knuckles was because he made records. Right. But I didn't know Ron and the true history until I moved to Chicago and started getting into the scene. Okay. So uh, when you came to Chicago, like, who was your influence on, on, on house music at the time when you came in? Man, you know what? I was always a fan because I'm a DJ. Right. So I'm a DJ first. Now, here in Chicago, people view me as a radio personality right. who happens to DJ. Correct. And in Milwaukee, they view me as a DJ who happens to be on the radio. Wow, okay. So I played all of y'all records. I played a lot of the ID stuff. Okay. I played, uh, Steve Hurley was, you know, like, Massive y'all, when y'all was doing yeah. the remixes in right. like 89, 90, 91, right. y'all were killing the game. <laughs> like, I literally would play in the club like a set of those records because right. they all had similar sounds and, okay. and a similar feel. So I would say the people who were doing it on a national level, right. because at that point, early nineties, like y'all had broken through, yeah. you know, y'all yeah. were do, mixing Absolutely. smash records yeah, and like all these major labels yes. and independent labels. Right. So I would say that, uh, Y'all, y'all's mixed team, especially what was what was the name of the crew? It was the ID production. The ID production yeah. crew, definitely. As far as putting records together, uh, DJing, I can't say that I really got to know the DJs personally. I knew DJs from listening to the Hot Mix Five tapes right. and and listen when I would come to Chicago. So, but here's the thing: like the people that I viewed as Chicago heroes, people don't even mention. Right. So I would listen to, I would come down to Chicago, tape uh, BMX, and listen to uh, Mike Hitman Wilson and right. Bad Boy Bill. Okay. Like people that nobody ever mentions, you know, <laughs> right. because those were the guys on the radio. Right. So that's all I knew. Okay. If we went to a club, we went to like Chick Ricks or something. Like oh we goodness. we didn't know about <laughs> we didn't know about any of the so called underground, underground clubs. House, right. You know, we didn't know about none of that. We just knew commercials. So we would go to Chick Ricks right. uh, or the Click. Right. And and that was pretty much it, man. But okay. but as I said, once I got here and started going to the new warehouse right. on Halston and Randolph, Randolph yep. that's when I, you know, taste Joe every, Smooth, right. yep. DJ yep. Emmanuel, yeah. Mike Dunn, okay. uh, DJ Cowboy, right. uh, Hugo, right. you know, just all those guys that were regulars down there. Those became the people that I really watched and was like, okay, this is this is. Chicago house music, okay. you know what what we term as house, which is disco, right? And you know the rec- okay. Since you say this, stay there for a second. Since okay. you said that, okay. so here's the controversial uh, of, of 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 what's been going on all the time, right? What where do you think the term house music came from in your perspective, <laughs> especially since you come into Chicago, you know, and you're not a native from here, right. but you came in. Where do you think the term house music came from? I mean, it, it's obviously. These two different sides of the story. Right. One is it was music that was played in the house, in the house parties. So we called it house right. disco. And then there's 
the warehouse, the warehouse music, right? Right. Um, I I wasn't there to to be able to truly say, right? But you know, the warehouse story does sound. They both actually both of the stories sound good. Okay. Like I saw Wayne tell. Right. <laughs> Wayne Williams was on here and he was like, man, that was music we played in the house. I was right. like, that sounds good, Wayne. But, you know, also when you hear the warehouse music, Frankie Knuckles story, right. uh, at the end of the day, everybody, I think all of these genres, hip hop, house music, they, they need a stamp. Right. Like, where did it come from? Where did it start? Absolutely. And, and at the end of the day, it's like it's like mild sauce. Like who 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 really was the first person to, right, to put it on there? Right. right. Who okay. who made mild sauce and and why is this person you know right. making all the money from it? Okay. So so I would say that the the name house music is like mild sauce. We okay. really don't know right who did it first, <laughs> but but we love it. Right. There you go. <laughs> I okay. mean, do you not love mild sauce? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> so let's let's go to the shirt you're wearing right now. Ron Hardy is the Godfather of House. Yes. Says. Shout out to uh, Braxton Holmes who put this shirt. Okay. Together. So uh, you wear that, so you must believe that. I do. Okay. I do. So why don't you explain that to me? Okay. So everybody knows that that Frankie is. The, the face of house music. He is he is the go-to person. He is the the person that when you think of the warehouse and all of the right. movement of house music. But I feel that Ron Hardy, from what I have learned, because it'd be like, you weren't even here. I was, right. you, how are you going to say that? You, <laughs> oh, you know, you know you're going to get this right now. <laughs> That's so all I'm good. Just, okay. That's all good. I'm but you know. but here, here's the thing. Okay. A, a lot of historians wasn't there. Oh. A lot of people that tell these stories... Of, I mean, if you're telling the stories of, of any time, like Ooh. you didn't have to be there, no, you no, just have to do your research. Now, do you have names of these people you're talking about right now? No, now? I'm just saying okay, in general. Okay. I'm All just right. saying generally speaking. Okay. So the reason why I feel like uh, Ron Hardy is the godfather of house is because his style right. of playing yeah. music from the ridiculous tempos right. to... The ghetto style of how I feel like his his musical style begat a lot of other styles of house music. Right. I feel like the way like there's a lot of Frankie Knuckles mixes and there's a lot of Ron Hardy mixes. Right. But when it comes to a, another thing is edits. Right. Not too many people did edits like Ron Hardy in the sense that. The Ron Hardy version, if you listen to Peaches and Prunes, right. uh, if you listen to uh, Jungle DJ, right. like those versions, the um, even records like Let No Man Put Us Under, right. he has edits and versions of songs that are almost definitive versions, uh, Welcome to the Club. Of just his. Yeah, just his version, that right. his version is like the version. Right. I heard um, the Dells No Way Back recently. Shout out to Harvey. Right. And I was like, yeah, I'm used to hearing. I, I, I pulled it up on Spotify. It's like a two-minute record. Right. <laughs> and you'd be like, oh, my goodness. He play, he's playing it for like 10 right, minutes. Right, right. So I, I feel like his um, contribution to to house music right. is, is understated when it comes to when you ask, of, of the two bigs, you know, gotcha. when you when you say Frankie and Ronnie, people naturally go to to Frankie, but I tend to be, uh, you know, I tend to A lean Ron the other Hardy side. No, all that's the good. Side. Hey, that's it, your that's, and, that's, and that's it's, your it's ghetto, man. I mean, right. his style. <laughs> 
so like the whole one thirty anything like like I said stuff being pitched up right, and, and right. just played ridiculously like yeah. the whole I don't want to say the whole gay scene because uh, Frankie was gay right but I've been to more parties that leaned gay and right. they were playing this in the style of Ron Hardy okay then and like fast and energetic right. Anybody in Chicago that's ever pitched up a record, yeah. <laughs> you yeah. you can th- you can almost thank Ron Hardy for that. Okay, okay. you know if you're playing something on Positive Eight, right? <laughs> that's <laughs> fast, right there. That's real fast. All right, so let's let's go towards when you're getting on radio right now. Mm-hmm. So it was uh, when you got to GCI, y'all yeah. created Bad Boy Radio. Yes, and that started in 1997. Correct. 97. Correct. Okay, when you get there, who came up with the term Bad Boy Radio? Um, well, Rick Party, who was exiting to go do afternoons okay. in Atlanta, came up with the name Bad Boys for uh-huh. me and the Diz, who was my partner. He joined uh, the All Request Party that we were doing. Well, I, actually, I was doing it with another guy named Thomas Mack. Uh, that guy got fired. Diz got hired in like 95. Okay. We did the All Request Party together, and then they gave us Old School Sunday when they moved Crazy Howard from Old School Sunday to five five days a week. Right. So we weren't the bad boys from 95 until 97, but when we were taking over 6 to 10, mm. Rick Party was like, you know, these are some bad boys that are getting ready to take over. Oh, wow. And we were like, yeah, that's stuck. That stuck. Oh, we like nice. the sound of that. So yeah, yeah. That's we, the, we became, nobody knew that. Man. Yeah, no, we became the bad boys. That's nice. So mm-hmm. bad boy radio bridged the gaps between genres and generations. Do you think you guys on radio did a justice for house music at that time? I think for ghetto house, which okay. uh, which you purists can't stand. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see some ghetto house hey, DJs on wait, here. Wait, you know, house music is house music, especially from oh, Chicago. Oh, look so, at you! So see, I'm I'm just like it's like the Sox and the Cubs. I love both, man. You know, I, I'm the Cubs fan, but I love both. I, I, you know? I feel like you're I feel like you're getting older. I feel <laughs> I feel like you're mature, Mo, because because you know damn well you ain't always been that way. I mean, I never played a lot of ghetto music, but you know, my y'all nephews. call them tracks, beat tracks. Y'all ain't yeah. even call it house, bro. Uh, no, I don't think that we call it a ghetto house. Okay, yeah. Where did the term beat tracks come from? Uh, I, I haven't heard that before. I mean, just a beat track. <laughs> yeah, just, I, I haven't heard uh, that. I you ever heard it? No, I, I, I you I, ain't never heard not, the term beat tracks. I, I heard a beat track, but I didn't know it was a term like that in the ghetto's house movement. So I, maybe I do have I to get felt, some ghetto I house felt DJs like, in there. I felt like purists of house music okay. called ghetto house beat tracks to 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 kind of push it to the side and not not. Oh, really so meaning just that. it was just a whole bunch of beats and it wasn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It wasn't no uh, melody. Wasn't no musicality. Well, I, I wasn't. I, I didn't name it like that. I I'm wouldn't sorry. Call it's like turning into the Maurice Joshua. No, I'm no. interviewing you. <laughs> right, Let me right. come in on the exactly. Maurice Joshua interview. <laughs> no, no, but I, I, I never, you know, thought about it like that. So that, that's a good question, brother. Okay. But I didn't think, you know, I never said, oh, that's not house. Okay. Because if, if you're gonna say ghetto house, you know, you you take the out here brothers. You know, yeah. that's considered the same thing, but that was, you know, you Fast Eddie was that, that's just hip house. That's true. You know, so you, I mean, I played all that. So a lot of that stuff begat a lot of the other Absolutely. So Fast Eddie, Absolutely. all of that. Fast Eddie was just taking pieces of 
Yeah. Armando record, right. chopping it up and right. putting the and all, uh, all the other type of samples and rapping on it. And we we got to say he was the first to do that. Yeah. And from Chicago. So, you know, he was part of that hip house movement. Eddie. And I'm, I'm trying to get him on the show, too. So we're we going to get him. I can't wait. I and can't um, wait. So since you, was, you guys was on the radio. Right. Who's this birthday line was massive in Chicago <laughs> for everyone growing up, man, right. and listening to GCI. Right. With all that popularity and everything, why... Like, why didn't that continue, man, like, with the movement for years to come in? You know, how you guys, you know, I think they was trying to, like, split you guys up with you and the Diz at the time. I think that anytime you do anything for an extended period of time, right? you, you want to do more. And I think, and at least in my mind, <clears throat> we had done six to ten, ten for, you know, five and then ten years, and and I wanted at least an opportunity to get a shot at afternoon drive or a different gotcha. shift. Okay. I don't think that Elroy Smith at the time saw us in that light. It was almost a situation where we would have had to leave, go prosper somewhere else. Gotcha. And then he see, oh, okay, those guys sound good doing afternoon drive. Let me bring them back right. to Chicago. But right. he was – when Elroy hired you for something, that was where he saw you, okay. and that was what he was going to do. So if he saw um, Crazy Howard from Morning, that was what right. he was going to do. If he saw <clears throat> if he saw Tony Scofe Afternoons, then that was what he was going to do. Right. But other than that, he saw us for 6 to 10, okay. and that's where we were going to stay. And, and Elroy, and, you so people <clears throat> understand, is WGCI, he was the music director. He was the program director. Right. I'm sorry. Elroy Smith was right. the end all be all so what, what's your thought and takes for him on house music i mean because i know you guys uh, played more ghetto house on on, on, the, on the station than at he that wasn't time. he wasn't a fan he, wasn't <clears> a fan he was all. not a fan of house music no okay. i don't i don't think so i think i think house for radio programmers in the city of chicago has been like something that they've had to deal with but they really don't want to have to deal with and, it, and it's sad because they use that to make money on, on parties and everything mm -hmm. but they don't want to support it no. and that's what got me mad too yeah and I, I i say that because i did a whole facebook page about power 92 when they try to take the house music off mm -hmm. and uh certain people you know pds and mds got mad at me because they were like why i'm bashing their names but it wasn't like that it's just Right. You throwing house music parties. They do. And then don't want to support it. Right. So that, that was, you know. I, it, it would be I almost like man. these two or three or four year intervals where house would get really hot. Yeah. And then the V103s or the Power 92s or right. the GCIs would jump behind it and, yeah. and do a whole bunch of stuff. And, and then they and would. not support it. Right. Yeah. Then they would stop. Exactly. And, and just say we don't, <clears throat> the, the people don't want it. But, you know, it's, it's crazy that they say that because. Those house music parties sold more than hip hop parties, yeah, R and B parties, absolutely, which was crazy to me. So I'm just like, why wouldn't you just go with that format and, and yeah. do that? But you I know, agree, I agree, man. And and that's yeah, that's radio is just about. At the end of the day, they those program directors answer to somebody, correct? You know, and yeah. you know, a, a GCI had like you know a thousand different bosses yeah. over Elroy and yeah. and you could only do so much and then after a certain point it's like yeah. they they taking away all your power I just wish somebody, somebody had the in. balls to stand up for us on on, on the house community scene Indeed. and be like you know we going to ride with these guys and, and and do that you know what I'm saying and get fired for it. <laughs> <laughs> right <laughs> so let me ask you you want to you want a martyr <laughs> right I'm right right music martyr well, you know gotcha. it, it should sometimes you know somebody got to be up in the forefront man I you feel know you. take the bullet right <laughs> 
So who came up with the birthday line and the bad boy smack? The birthday line I came up with, but we both wrote it. Okay. So it was a... At the time in 97, call and response was really big on the radio. That was like every major radio show had a call in and and people do like a little rhyme and back and forth with the person on the radio. So we wanted to, to have one. And the thing about it was every day is somebody's birthday. So right. um, the birthday line, though, it still lives on to this day. Oh, you know, my goodness, people, man. That's people still do huge. it. huge. Yes, yeah, so Chicago. And it's kind of one of these things that if you're in Chicago and you were here and you heard it and you know, you know. And right. if you don't, then it's like, because, again, we, we weren't part of the this globalization of social media where you see everything and you see everybody. Right. There's tapes and, and stuff of it on, on YouTube, but the Bad Boy Smack, that was just something that came from, uh, what was it? one of those video games? It was right. uh, Mortal Kombat. Oh, so wow. I just, sometimes people are going to say stupid, stupid stuff on the radio. <laughs> you can cuss so you too, just, man. You, you can yeah, cuss you, you saw me. You I saw, saw you, me. I saw, I'm going to say you, shit. You, 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 you can open, open the I, format, man. Go ahead. I gotta watch myself. I gotta I gotta watch myself because I'm trying to when I do when I do STEM research. It's like I wanted I'm right. on school to want, be able to do it. Right, and, exactly. You know, so I'm I'm watching myself. So no, that's stuff. good. So when when you guys was having Bad Boy Radio, did you do outside parties out from the station like you know events? Yeah, yeah. Diz and I were um, like we were pretty. Fucking big, right? No, absolutely. (laughs) So let me. When you say you pretty big, did you guys? Now the format that music y'all played was mostly hip hop, correct? Correct. All right, hip hop and R and B. Did you dab into and and try to put house in there at the time? Into the format of the radio, not a radio, but your your events. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, it's Chicago. You gotta play like. What's, what's hot in the street, and that's the thing. It's like what's hot in the streets and what's hot on the radio. Right. Like we want what's going on in the streets be, to, to be on the radio. But the radio is all, I, as long as I've been in radio, Milwaukee, Chicago, wherever, right. the radio has always been on bullshit. When it comes to playing what the people really want to hear, right. what's really hot in the streets, right. it's just it's formatted for the few people that's listening. But, yeah, we play house. Like, when we started at the 50-yard line, yeah. we played disco, we played uh, ghetto house, we nice. played soulful stuff, whatever was hot. Right. Whatever people love to hear, that's what we played. Now, at that time on GCI, who was the – y'all had a, a mix show, too, for house music, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah we who, had, who was on uh, the station then? That was – the Steve Maestro Steve, was doing Steve, Maestro. was doing the uh, Club One O Club One O Seven Five. Oh wow, bro! Okay. Them was man, them was the days <laughs> because he has uh, some of those mixes archived. Wow! And when you listen to him, you he recorded them right off the radio station, so you hear the. Uh, the compression and everything, and it from drops the red. and everything, right, bro? That's like the greatest shit wow. ever. It's the greatest shit ever. Gotta talk and to Steve about that. As yeah, a matter of fact, I'll... he's he's on the show this week too. So. Oh, Steve Miggity. yes, sir. Shout out to that brother. Wow. Man. So okay, so uh, Bad Boy lasted for how long, Mike? For ten years, ten from ninety-seven years. to two thousand seven. Wow. It, it really went on to two thousand eight. Okay. I just got fired in two thousand seven. The beginning of two thousand seven. They fired you and not Diz? They fired me because I pretty much told them that I wasn't going to re-sign the contract for what they were offering. I wanted more. They were okay. like, we're not going to give you more. 
So And you uh, had the top show at the time and they didn't want to give you more. No yeah, well wow. it was a situation where I was ready to, to move on to music director or something. Okay. You know, like anything but continuing to do six to ten forever. Right. They the company felt like I didn't have enough experience to, to be music director at GCI. Oh, so wow. so they was like the only thing we could do is let you go. So that's what happened. So when they let you go, did Diz push back and be like, what's going on? Or, or so how well, did he out? didn't know what was going on because we didn't really communicate outside. Like, we had, like, this very interesting rapport. Right. Like, we sounded like we were closest brothers on the radio. Absolutely, you did. But, but we were literally not close at all. Like, Seriously? Yeah, we didn't, we didn't uh, hang out. We spoke, you know, right. outside of, you know, the radio station and things like that. But never like hung that. out besides the events y'all do? Y'all wouldn't hang out or go at somewhere? All. At all. Wow. Until we revamped and, and got back together a couple of years ago when we did Chicago Famous. That that was the most that we uh, were, like, in each other's space, like right, him right. at my house, that kind of thing. Wow. Okay. So after GCI, you go where? I went back and did uh, part-time on the radio in Milwaukee. Okay. And uh, what year was that? This was, like, around 2008, 2009, 2010. Okay. Actually, 2009, because I was out of out of radio. Like, I couldn't okay. even, I couldn't sniff a job in radio right. for for about a year or a couple of years. And that's the craziest thing, to, like, do something on such a high level. Right. And you'd be like, oh, I'm definitely going to get another job. Right, and then go back and then there's nothing. <laughs> and nobody's calling shit me. Shit happened. <laughs> so, so people think that I went back to Milwaukee like I left because okay. I still see people to this day and they be like, so you live in Milwaukee, right? I'd be like, no, I've, I've got a house in Richland Park. Wow. That's where I've lived since I moved my family here yeah. in 97. Wow. So were you DJing back in Milwaukee at the time too? I DJed a little bit, okay. but... Uh, I think my heart, because again, my home was here. I was right. just driving to Milwaukee to, to do shifts and uh, parties from. So my heart was always to be in Chicago because Chicago is really about freedom. Yeah. As far as DJing is concerned, right. like it's, it's there's no place in the world. Yeah. Like Chicago, and you are you personally are a global DJ. You know that. Right. Like there's places around the world where you could probably play more freely exactly but as far as playing Chicago, for this yeah. yeah playing yeah. for chicagoans like it. it's nothing like it nothing like it at all so yeah i was always looking forward to getting an opportunity okay so what made you come back to chicago and then get on soul 1063 they called me they oh, called wow. me i okay. was i was in milwaukee at the time and they had been looking for someone to do afternoon drive okay uh their two to six show and the weird thing about it is a couple of years earlier, I had I had received a call from uh, the lady who was programming 106.3 at the time. Okay. And she was telling me that she wanted me on for mornings and then she wanted me to do afternoons. Oh, and, nice. and I eventually didn't do anything. It was like I just got she gave me the okie doke and led me on for like six months wow. and nothing <laughs> came out of it. So when I got the call, uh uh, two years later, I thought right. they was on bullshit. I was like, yeah, man, I already been through this with y'all. It's not happening. Right. But Jay Allen, who was the program director, is the program director of 106.3 and Power 92, was right. like, yeah, it's a different situation now. We're going to bring you in. And they brought me in, and I did afternoons for about three years, and then I did mornings for about a year and a half, and then that was that. And that that's when you retired from radio. That's when I retired because I got fired. <laughs> 
Now, I mean, so, oh, you got fired from there. I got fired. Yeah, oh, wow. yeah. It was like, that's the thing about radio. And that's where I was like, enough is enough. Right. <laughs> I'm not going to, I'm not that dude, man. Right, I'm, right. Like, you, you, you only got to fire me so many times. <laughs> like, it's like, shout out to Ramonski Love. Like, that brother, he, he right. like, I'm a, this is what I'm going to do. Yeah. I'm going to do radio. Yeah. If I get fired, I'm going to find a radio job. And, right. And God bless his ministry for that. Yeah. I am not built from that same cloth. Okay. I will go get a job right. and be done with this shit. And that's where I am. That's where I stand wow. out. Wow. So, man, we radio misses you out here, brother. Your voice oh. is, is, is legendary, man. And uh, that's we miss why you I out did, here, brother. Like, uh, that's why I podcast from time to right. time. Right. So, so going there, the Chicago Famous Podcast, man, I really yes. enjoyed that when you and, and Diz came back to the yes. scene. Yeah. So what happened with that? Can explain that how it came about. Okay. And then what happened to it because I haven't seen any more versions of that. Right. And then just yeah, speak about that. All right. So Chicago Famous was a concept that I came up with where as I'm sitting here talking, anybody that's watching this globally from not from Chicago would be like, I don't know who this dude is. Right. But everybody in Chicago is like, I know who this dude is. Absolutely. So because I'm me and the Diz are Chicago famous. Absolutely. So that's where the name of the show came from. I was still on 106.3 at the time, and I reached out to Diz, and I said, yo, it's time you know, for us to get back together and do something. And you know, we got together, we talked, and he, he agreed. And then I got fired. It was crazy because <laughs> nobody knew of what we were doing or what we were planning. Right. And I got fired and I was like, oh, I'm supposed to do this thing with Diz. You know, it's, right. you know, it's in the books. So we got together with Maze Jackson at the time who was was starting his uh, Black, something for the black people right. network. Right. Uh, he turned out to be on bullshit because uh, he ended up uh, trademarking Chicago famous uh-huh. up from underneath up from underneath us wow. you know so before I could even you know get up the money you know right. scrape up the dollars to trademark you know something that I came out with yeah he already did it oh, so man. you That's know scandalous right there yeah Chicago business you gotta love it right. gangsters <laughs> so it is what it is with that so Chicago famous didn't have a name or a home right and you know it didn't have a place to go. So it kind of just dissipated. We did a few more episodes of the podcast, but I had to figure out, you know, how was I going to continue to put a roof over my head? Correct. You know, how was I going to keep bringing money in? Diz already was, you know, working a day job as well. Right. So it just kind of quietly dissipated, you know, it just kind of faded off. You know, I wouldn't say wow. that it broke up yeah. like the bad boys broke up the first time. Yeah. It just like I just needed to figure out what I was going to do to because we didn't have a home. We didn't know where where we were going to going. Right. And we didn't, you know, have the this was at this was during the uh, pandemic. Yeah. So, you know, I guess I could have got a PPP loan, but we see how all that's turning out, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly. They coming after him they now. They coming after him, I should, I mean, I'm glad I did. Well, I'm glad you didn't either, brother. We did need you get here. one? Oh, absolutely not. Okay, just all checking. Right. So. <laughs> I thought maybe you bought all this equipment with PPP. <laughs> no, PPP that's, loan that's hard, money. Hard work, hard work and money right there, I love brother. it. I love so, it. So, why do you think hip-hop was able to move from the underground to mainstream with black people, but house didn't? I think 
because you asked this question of everyone. Yeah. So I've, I've been preparing myself. Okay, okay, look at that. I've been preparing myself. I okay. think house music, uh, I think somebody said, I can't remember which episode, where someone said that uh, it was it was label based, and I think I think that is true. But I think all music. I mean, I think Def Jam is. I think Tommy Boy. I think right. all all of these musics have been label based. I yes. think that when you saw a Def Jam record, uh, a purple Def Jam record, you bought it. Exactly. So I I think, but I think that rap also did a better job of developing its personalities. Right. The people behind the mic. I I kind of feel like. <clears throat> You know, when I see videos of of old house artists on stage right. doing their thing, it's it's just not the same as a rap show. I, so I think that when you, it's more of a track date kind of a thing. Okay. You know, it's like somebody up there fake playing the keyboard right. and you know somebody dancing. So I I think that for me, rap music just really did a better job of marketing of marketing itself. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Of, you know, with the individual rappers, and I don't think that house music really did that. Wow. Okay. So, Mike, we come to the end right now. Name me your top three house records. Oh, man. I, I made a list. <laughs> I made a list of my, my favorites. Right. So everybody said, move your body. Right. You ain't got to go there for that. Yes. Okay. I, I think that, hold up. Uh, let me look at my notes that I made. <laughs> you made notes, huh? Yeah, I okay. made notes. <clears throat> okay. Uh Video Clash. Oh. By Lil, Lil Lewis. Lewis. Lil Lewis or whoever originally made it. Right. There's right. always somebody I mean I made that first. Right. Like literally somebody I know. Yeah. But that's one of the one of the tracks that like any like from eighty eight to now, it's like you could throw it on. It's just it's ghetto. It's right. it's everything. Okay. So, and then I got like um, Ten City. Oh. Devotion, okay. right back to you. And um, what's the, I can leave, but I can't stay. What's the name of that? Oh, I don't, uh, that's the, well, that's the way love that's is. Way I was just is. singing okay. right back to you. Oh, yeah. So, those three songs to me kind of changed, or they kind of showed what house music could be. Right. I think that there was musicality in house music up until that point, up right. until Devotion came out. I think there was singing on records. Right. But I think Devotion just kind of was like, I think that's a line in the sand. I remember having that record because it, it was on Atlantic, and yeah. I worked at a rec radio station in Chicago, in Milwaukee, so right. I got the promo. Right. And I had it, but and I listened to it, and I was like, oh, that's good. And then my guy, Dennis, shout out to JMD, he was like, Man, this record, Devotion, is the hottest record in Chicago. Wow. And it works to this day because Byron's pen is ridiculous. Absolutely. Like, he's singing about some shit right. on really all three of these records. Absolutely. Like, all three of these records, he's singing about shit that nobody had sung on house records up right. until that point. So right. I think, and then Marshall Jefferson's production is actually moving it's mm -hmm. like chord progressions yeah on all i think that's i'm not saying that's the beginning of chord progressions from chicago but i'm saying okay. that from that point on like those are records you could hear in new york and new yeah. jersey up until yeah. that point it's like 
two and four bar. They not even loops, but it, when right. you listen to Chicago records, like boom, 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 just boom. repetitive, repetitive, right? Yeah, just and and, and and my final choice would be another Marshall Jefferson record, uh, House to House. Uh, oh, Taste my love. Taste my love. Taste my love is yeah. another record that that's a super underrated record. It's yeah, it an is. incredible vocal performance by Kim, Kim Mazzell. Yeah, shout out to her still doing her thing. Yeah, and and this the music is moving. Boom 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 right. boom boom boom. I love like that's a record that it, it was like a DJ favorite. Like yeah. you could hear DJs throwing Taste My Love in, <clears throat> and it just is one of those records that. It was what it was at the time. It's right. what it is now, but it's it's always like a DJ favorite, like yeah. you know. Right. And yeah. it's it's not a record that everybody throws on. And Absolutely, it's, it's no. not a move your body. Yeah, but it's it's a it's one of those records. And, yeah, and like the, the, said, the heads would know what's going on. Yeah, with yeah, player, yeah. But that's so good. so yeah. Shout out to Marshall Jefferson for you know just really. I feel like taking. I mean, it's another record. Um, what's the record they sampled on? Finally. Um, Someday. Someday. Someday is another example of, right. of a record similar to that where Alan King was playing Someday on on um, on his Twitch feed. And right. somebody in the comments was like, this record sounds like Finally. I was yeah. like, no, Finally sounds like this right, record. Right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, they, yeah. they bit from a lot of pieces on there. Yeah. Yeah. All right, brother. Well, Mike, thank you for being on the show, man. Thank you. I, I appreciate you taking the time out, man. The um, remix king called me and was like, "Hey, I need you." I was like, "Hey, ch everybody, check Mike F and Love out on Mike on MF and Love." Mike, Mike MF, MF and Love. I'm sorry about Mike that. Mike MF and Love. I'm Mike and also, MF and Love you know, on everything. Hit the button, subscribe, hit the bell for notification. Yes. And uh, everything house music and more, brother. Again, I appreciate you, man. Love you, man. Love you too, bro. All right, brother. Peace.